Imagine it's the early 18th century. You're on a merchant's vessel in the Caribbean. Your cargo? Rum. The warmth of the sun beats down upon you. The mist from the sea brushes up against your face. Calls can be heard overhead. You're getting close to port. One of the crew spots a ship from behind. You look through your spyglass and you see it. Possibly another merchant ship. They're flying the right colors. You think there's nothing to worry about. Then something strange happens. They lower their flag, and a new one appears, a Jolly Roger. You prepare your ship for battle, though few would actually do so. As the ships begin to turn to meet, you prepare to... Alas, your barrage has failed, and your ship is being boarded. You have fallen victim to piracy. Welcome to episode 2 of the 18th Century Podcast. If you can tell by the intro, we're going over the Golden Age of Piracy today. Or, at very least, a very brief overview of the Golden Age of Piracy. So, the Golden Age has its roots in the 17th century and not the 18th century. So, two episodes in and I'm already cheating. Yay! So, this episode will be a general overview of the era, but certain aspects may become future episodes themselves. Anyways, you may be familiar with names such as Blackbeard, or Captain Kidd, or even Anne Bonny. But do you know the conditions which forged these men and women? Let's get to the root of the cause. There are a few periods contained within the Golden Age. We will begin our dive into the Buccaneering period. The first thing which comes to mind is, what is a Buccaneer? They essentially were privateers, and to put it in plain English, legal pirates. These men would most of the time receive what is called a letter of mark. A letter of mark is what made a person a privateer, or like I said before, a legal pirate. Now, you may be thinking, legal pirates? What the heck is he talking about? You see, during times of war in the Caribbean, the English, among other countries, would issue letters of mark so these privateers could legally rob the opposing side. For example, if the English and the Spanish were at war, the English would issue a letter of mark so non-military persons could attack Spanish vessels, effectively disrupting economic trade for the Spanish. Then once the goods were obtained by the privateers, they would give part of whatever they took to the English government. One of the most famous buccaneers, which we may recognize today, would be Henry Morgan, or you may know him by Captain Morgan. Though this legal form of piracy lasted for some time, it would become the bedrock for what we know as pirates today. Now, moving towards the 18th century, we get into the really juicy bits. This next period, which we'll concern ourselves with, is called the Post-Spanish Secession Period, I'll be the first to admit, it's a mouthful. Trust me though, it's important. This period will give rise to some of the most famous pirates in history like Blackbeard or Anne Bonny. Leading up to this was of course the War of Spanish Secession, which we may get into at a later date. But all you need to know for now is, once the war ended, there were many legal pirates and former navy men who suddenly found themselves unemployed. But at least they had their skills, which amounted to, in the simplest of terms, sailing ships and combat. I think you know where this is heading. Pirates would plague the Caribbean for many years. A system of privateers set up by European kingdoms was now turning on them. 
Nassau became the major hub for these pirates. And if you don't know where Nassau is, it's in the Bahamas. Given the geography of the area, it became one of the favorite spots for these pirates. There was also a little thing which arose called the Republic of Pirates. Though, we'll also get into the Republic of Pirates at a later date. The governments eventually grew tired of these pirates. Then, naturally, these guys called uh, pirate hunters came around. So during the 1720s, the Golden Age would begin to fade and pirates would end up sinking into legend. So after going over a brief history of the pirates, what was it like living aboard a ship? So to get the picture of this, we should first look at a typical pirate. What did they wear? What did they eat? What did they fight with? And how were they governed? Starting off with the most simplest of things, their clothes. You could find a pirate wearing a linen shirt, which linen was actually a very common material used in the 18th century. You could also find him wearing trousers, caps, and waistcoats were common too. Then there was one other thing you would find. Earrings. Yes, these manly men of the sea wore earrings, and for a very particular reason too. You see, if they died and had no money on their persons for their own burial, the earrings would be sold to offset the funeral costs. But if the combat didn't kill you, perhaps the food would. Being the lucky sailor which you were, uh, you probably got to enjoy something called a ship's biscuit. Now, doesn't that just sound scrumptious? But a ship's biscuit was also known as hardtack. And if you were really lucky, it would be seasoned with some weevils. You might also find yourself having a ration of salted beef, which sounds good until you're carving it into buttons. And of course, to wash it all down, your favorite drink, rum. Or any other alcohol you could get your hands on. Though rum was more available in the Caribbean, the pirate's diet was actually pretty similar to that of an English navyman. Now that you're dressed and you've eaten, it's time for a little adventure. Later in the day, you found yourself drawn into combat on a merchant ship. Their mast was taken down by your cannon's chain shot, which is exactly as it sounds, two cannonballs which would have been chained together. As you climbed onto the merchant ship, you fire your muzzle loader, your blunderbuss. Not having time to reload, you reach for your short, curved cutlass. A sword battle erupts on the ship, and soon you find yourselves the victors. You take their cargo, which just so happens to be rum. You leave, thrilled with your success. Then, at the end of the day, after you received your share, you might spend the rest of the night drinking with your friends. But be careful not to violate any of the ship's code, or there will be consequences. For example, if you abandon ship during battle, you could face death. Or, if you snuck aboard a woman, you might also be killed for doing so. All pirates upon a ship had to agree, willing or unwillingly, to the ship's code. Each ship had its own unique code too, so for example, gambling might be allowed on one ship, but not another. And of course, you'll have to follow the directions of your ship's captain. Now, getting into the rank structure aboard a ship, uh, the captain is probably the most famous position. Captains were elected from among the crew, and the person taking up the job as captain was usually highly respected amongst the crew themselves. Then, the next most famous position, the first mate. 
The first mate acted more or less as a second-in-command, and if for any reason the captain could not perform his duties, the first mate would take over. Though not all ships had first mates, another position which was more common would have been the quartermaster. The quartermaster would be in charge of obtaining supplies for the ships and dish out punishments for the crew. There were a couple of other positions of note, such as the cooks, the surgeons, and a sailing master. Even with this structure, most of the decisions on the ships were voted on. Yes, it wasn't the captain who made the final say all the time. The men would vote on what they think would be best for them to do next. So the captain would pretty much just be like, okay, so the crew and everyone has voted on to do X. My job is to get us to X. Simple enough. And now that I've given a brief overview of life upon a pirate ship, I'm going to take a short break and I'll be back in a little bit. Welcome back to the show. The second half of the episode will be of two tales, the first being of Anne Bonny and second Blackbeard. Out of all the pirates we know, Anne Bonny just might be the most famous female pirate during the golden age of piracy, there were few women pirates. Anne was born during the latter half of the 17th century in Ireland. Her father was a lawyer, which one would assume would mean she had a good upbringing. Alas, fate had other ideas. You see, Anne was an illegitimate child her father had with his servant. Once word of this got out, his reputation was ruined, as you could imagine. He took his daughter and her mother to the New World for a fresh start. Anne's father would take up law once more in South Carolina, and he bought a plantation. When Anne was in her teens, she would lose her mother. Once Anne reached the age of 16, she would fall in love with a man named James Bonney. James was a pirate. I think it's obvious to say that her father didn't really approve of her choice in men. Anne and James eloped. Her father being disappointed in his daughter, he kicked her out of his home. Anne and James made their way down to the Caribbean. James had a difficult time supporting his young wife on a pirate's salary, so he did the next logical thing and became an informant on pirates to the English government. Anne had become accustomed to the pirate life and had made many friends in the trade. She ended up leaving her husband for a pirate named Captain Jack Rackham. Though they didn't have an open relationship, the crew knew that what was happening. One night, when most of the crew was drunk, there was an attack by British Navy men, Captain Barnett, who, he himself, was an ex-pirate. Anne's pirating days had come to an end that October night in 1720. Anne was captured and brought to Port Royal for her trial. She was found guilty and sentenced to death by hanging. Yet Anne found a loophole which saved her life for the time being. She informed the court she was pregnant. They decided to move her date of execution until after she gave birth. However, we're not sure what happened afterwards. Anne was an interesting figure, and there's much speculation around her fate. I personally find her to be an interesting figure just in history in general. I might discuss an episode on her later just because of her own personal story is just fascinating, but that's just kind of a brief overview of Anne Bonny. 
but I also stated I'd go over another tale, one of Blackbeard. As you may already know, Blackbeard is one of the most famous pirates to have ever existed. The things he d did are almost famous as his downfall. November 22nd, 1718 would be his last day. But some context first. British Naval Lieutenant Robert Maynard was tasked with taking him down by the governor of Virginia to face off against one of the most fearsome pirates he took two sloops. Uh, as a sloop is essentially a small ship, in oversimplified terms. Blackbeard and his men were off the coast of Ocracoke or, 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 Island. I'm sorry, I do not know how to pronounce that word. Um, off an island in North Carolina. His ship was marooned by low tide. The morning of the 22nd, Maynard approached to seeking combat. During the time, Blackbeard was on a sloop himself, and the night previously, he got drunk with his crew. When Maynard began his attack, the pirates didn't ha know he was there, but when they spotted him, Blackbeard and his men began to approach, and they fired their weapons. There was a brief exchange between Blackbeard and Maynard, though, after their little chat, Blackbeard fired a broadside. Right after the bombardment, Blackbeard ordered a boarding of the English ship. Combat erupted aboard the ship, swords clashed, men died, and when the smoke cleared, Blackbeard lay dead. The entire confrontation on the ship lasted less than 10 minutes. After Maynard's victory, he cut off Blackbeard's head. The head was mounted on the ship's bowsprit. The most famous pirate in history had been vanquished. Alright, this brings us to the end of our second episode. In future episodes, I'll be going over some of the uh, topics brought up more in depth that were contained within this episode, such as Anne Bonny, or Blackbeard, or the Pirate Republic. Next episode, however, I'll be stepping away from pirates and moving towards more traditional 18th century material. If you'd like to support the show so I can keep making more episodes, please share it. I have been your host CJ, and thank you as we continue our journey through the 18th century.